Guys, welcome to Mission Uplift. This is your host, Jen, and I am glad to have you here. Can you even believe that we are officially in October? The weather is actually a little cooler here in Texas, which means fall here is wonderful. And when I say cooler, I mean the high this week is only 87. I never in a million years would have considered this to be fall weather. But after Texas summers, October has a very special place in my heart. October is also Pastor Appreciation Month. It's always good to send your pastor a word of thanks and encouragement anytime, but I'm sure they'd appreciate the love and encouragement this month on this particular year. And we want to acknowledge Pastor Appreciation here at Mission Uplift. So every week on the podcast this month, we'll have a conversation with a different pastor. I know you'll be blessed by these talks, and I'm especially blessed to share this week's episode. Our guest is a pastor an author, and also happens to be my dad, Pastor Steve Roth. And our conversation is about uplifting moments. My dad's had some incredibly uplifting moments personally, and also has a book coming out next week called Catching the Moments. At Mission Uplift, I always want you to feel like you're visiting my cozy virtual living room. Today, you'll be around the dining room table with me and my dad, and also our dog, Samson. I tell you about Samson not only because I love him and he's awesome, but because you will probably hear him. I'm pretty sure we got most of the barking edited out, but if you hear nails clicking across the floor or someone letting out a big sigh, know that it's not me or my dad. It's Samson. But it's all good. We love Samson, and I hope you will too. Welcome to the Roth family table today, and stick around to the end of the episode to hear how you can win a copy of Catching the Moments. Here's Uplifting Moments. Hello, everyone. My name is Jen, and I am so happy to have you back at Mission Uplift. Today, we have a very special guest, extra special, if you ask me. I have the joy and the honor of introducing you to my father, Steve Roth. Hello, Dad. Hi, Jen. Thank you for coming on the podcast today. This is fun. It is. I've seen each other face to face every day, and now I'm being interviewed. This is fun. This is good. It is. Yeah. We're hanging around the dining room table over here. Yes. With the dog underneath the table. Yes. So you may hear him a little bit. <laughs> that makes it real. <laughs> that does. That does. Well, Dad, tell our friends, our Mission Uplift friends, a little bit about yourself. I was, uh, I was raised in New York City, went to high school there and got married there, uh, went into the ministry at the age of 35, called into the ministry at 30. It's, God has just been very good to me uh, over the years. I didn't realize it as much when I was younger. But now, as I look back, I appreciate all the things that God orchestrated in my life to bring me to the point where I am right now. It's, it's never a linear experience from point A to point B. Amen. It's always a, a little bit of a detour sometimes. Absolutely. Unexpected turns and... Always is. <laughs> Most of the time, yes. it is. Yes. 
Well, today we are talking about uplifting moments. You recently wrote a book that is coming out in a week, in a little over a week, and it's called Catching the Moments. But tell us a little bit about why moments have been especially important and impactful for you personally. God, he gives us moments in our lives, special moments. And very often we look for the mountaintop experience, the mountaintop moments, and hey, they are good. And I love those. But life does not consist of mountaintop moments. In fact, most of our moments are, if not valley moments, sort of, we might even call them mundane moments. Uh, but they are never mundane if those moments are orchestrated by God. And what has happened in the last few years since we've moved to Texas is it's not that I didn't appreciate those individual moments that God has given to me, but it seems as though over the last few years, I'm beginning to appreciate them more. And uh, still not perfect, still miss a lot of them, but I seem to be catching a little bit more of those God-given inspired moments that he orchestrates in my life. I think oftentimes we realize moments were significant in hindsight. We don't we aren't always aware of them in real time or we're wishing for a certain kind of moment and we have this image or this picture that we think something is supposed to be but to be present in the moment and aware that something is significant even in the mundane takes takes being intentional. Yes, in fact, even Recently in my life, trying to capture more of those moments, I even set a, an alarm on my phone for nine in the morning and two in the afternoon just for that alarm to remind me that God is in the moment. And so every time that little alarm goes off on my phone, I just pause. Uh, it's not a big thing, but it is a big thing where I just imagine the Lord's presence in the moment I am, right when that alarm goes off. And it's funny how little things like that, you begin to appreciate the Lord's presence more. I think we realize in those moments that the things that seem to be small really aren't so small when we take the time to appreciate them. Absolutely friendships, family, and ministry, we have a tendency to miss a lot of the important things by concentrating too much on the busyness of ministry. But Jesus never missed a moment. He was able to recognize his father's presence in the moment he was able to connect with people in the moment. 
um, because he knew their importance. And so Jesus was never in a rush and never missed a moment. I do. He never did. But I want to become more like him. Can you think of moments over the years as a husband, father, pastor, friend, that even though you may not have been as intentional as you are right now, you were very aware of as it was taking place? I think in ministry, the most memorable, the most eventful moments in ministry were never written down in my planner. They were always things that happened throughout the day that God planned. When he would have someone call me and I had to leave and change my plans, he was in that moment. So I, I, I am a person who by nature is undisciplined and so I know the importance of planning, but I also know that God is able to work and usually does work beyond my own plans. People who have been listening to Mission Uplift for a little while know that I moved to Texas four years ago to attend seminary. And then to all of our surprise, you and mom moved down here shortly after, which was an answer to one of my selfish prayers that you would one day be here, but that was a major life change after being a pastor for 32 years in the same congregation, after living in New York for decades, after going to the same spot for pizza or, or going to the same Dunkin' Donuts on your way to the church or, and having certain things that were a part of your daily life and rhythm. And so moving to Texas and semi-retiring I don't know that any of us will really retire from the kingdom, no. <laughs> but, the, but the dynamics of your everyday life changed. And so in that transition, in that move to, from New York to Texas, this is when the catching the moments really became especially significant. I should mention too, that after you had moved to Texas um, and you on more than one occasion says, you guys should move to Texas. And my response was a smile and dream on. <laughs> and a rolling of your eyes yes. as well. <laughs> but uh, after visiting uh, a few times, it seemed as though God just I knew it was time to leave where we were at. And God just planted seeds that grew little by little. And I finally, after laughing at the fact of moving from New York to Texas, it, it became something that I go, I think God is in this. And I know he was now, but it took time for that to develop. Uh, I didn't see God in that moment, but he was, and I'm thankful he was. It was something that just 
developed and grew. And usually it didn't, I, I didn't have a burning bush speak to me. I didn't have uh, God write, write in the stone that I was to move to Texas, but that still small voice in my heart. Uh, I just knew this is where God was calling us to be. And I see it now. I didn't see it at the time. Back when you were in New York, writing a book on catching the moments wasn't on the forefront of your mind necessarily, was it? Not at all. Not at all. Because um, I loved being in the ministry. I loved um, how God led me in that direction. And I, I am extremely thankful for 32 years at the same parish uh, with a great group of people. Uh, God was in that and created many, many moments. Little by little, I, I began, God planted the seeds for moments and people in the latter years of my ministry. It's not something new that's coming, but it's just something that I appreciate more and I see as more important now uh, than I did maybe 20 years ago. Talk to us a little bit about your, your journaling experience. I have a unique journaling method. Years ago, when I was still, we were still back in New York, I, I, I was thankful that my wife, your mother, <laughs> Allison and I, uh, we have been blessed to, in the latter years of our marriage, to wake up pretty much the same time every morning. So we end up sharing our devotional time almost every morning. We read together, we pray together, but we have our own personal way of connecting with the Lord in the morning. Uh, what I have done is that there I read a, a few different devotionals every morning in Scripture. And uh, what I do is I try to find the highlights of what God is speaking to me. And because I mentioned this earlier, that especially in my earlier years, I, I wasn't necessarily very disciplined. So I needed a disciplined method to uh, connect with the Lord in the morning. So what I, I started doing is in a journal, I fill up one page, not more than one page, not less than one page, every single line, one page, I fill up every day in my planner. So if you look at every day on the calendar, every day is there, every line is filled up. Uh, to some people that would be a little OCD, but to me, it's my way of disciplining myself and connecting with the Lord for those things he is speaking to me in the moment. And that takes great discipline because I know, say, writing a paper or a blog post, sometimes the ones that are harder to write or the shorter assignments, it's sometimes easier to go on 
when we're on a roll, but to stop at exactly one page. Yes, it, it, it takes discipline. It really does. Now, Allison writes a book every morning <laughs> <laughs> because that's, that's, that's her method. That's how she connects with the Lord in the morning. And we, we laugh because recently uh, she pulled out one from back in 1980-something and started reading her the lengthy uh, things she had written down. But that's, we need to find our own way of connecting with God. My way isn't necessarily what you should do. And uh, what Allison does isn't necessarily what I should do. We need to find our own disciplined way of connecting with God. And that's, that's the, the bottom line is connecting yes. with the Lord. It's not how many lines or pages we write, but it's that we find a way that we're able to connect with God in the way that we're wired. It's a special moment yes. that God gives us every day. When, you, when your motives are right, it never gets old. In fact, I can't even imagine of starting a day without doing that. I've done it a couple of times, and it just seemed as though something were missing in my day. We recently, as a family, started practicing Sabbath, and which has been a, a really great experience where we have 24 hours that we focus on rest and worship and delight and contemplation and we kind of unplug and each in our own different way. And I found that that has allowed for me to really appreciate certain moments. For example, we think at the beginning of the week what we're going to have for dinner and we make it special. We pull out my grandma's china that would otherwise be in a box and we light candles. Uh, Things that we say, oh, we'll do one day, but oftentimes in the busyness of life, we, we don't get to. And as a result, I think I've begun to appreciate things more. They may seem small, but they really do become great in the, the pausing to appreciate certain things. And we've had uh, times of great laughter and connection together as a family. We all go do our own thing, but there's something special about that that pausing to really reflect on on the week, think ahead, be still, laugh. I even made some vegan food for the family that they enjoyed this past week. I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> it was we, we caught that moment. Yes. When my dad enjoyed eggplant cacciatore. Yes. Catching the moments, catching the eggplant cacciatore. Yes, I caught it. You caught it. Uh, I, and yes, that it's anything but a religious ritual type of following rules. Uh, it's what you said, it's finding delight in that day that God has given to us. And it's after eating quick meals, sitting in front of the TV, it's kind of nice to know now it's becoming a habit. On Thursday nights, we sit together, we eat together, we have, uh, uh, have the nice china, uh, we plan ahead, we um, don't have to watch TV for 24 hours. Um, 
No, that we have had fun doing various things with that involved laughter, uh, playing games, um, and just doing things that delight us. And um, sometimes that's chores outside, and I find joy in that, and that's what I do. I don't find delight in that. Okay. <laughs> We each have our own thing. Yes. Dad has special moments in the backyard. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of these personal moments have tied in into your book, catching the moments, the journaling, the the pausing to see God in the what may appear to be mundane. Tell us a little bit about your book, catching the moments. When we moved to New uh, when we moved from New York to Texas. Three years ago, we moved away from a ministry and family and friends, and we came to Texas, and we knew this was where God was had called us to be. Uh, but nonetheless, when we moved here, there was a void in our lives, not having our friends and family uh, whether it's congregational members or my sister and my brother and those family members, that was something that was no longer there. And God had prepared me before I left. And I knew after 32 years of just being lavished with love from people, that would continue, but what we were used to would not it would not be the same so i needed to find something where god could fill that void in my life with more of himself and i went back to writing i started by writing some of the moments that was precious to me and what happened over the next couple of years is that it grew from therapy into a book this is not your first book i'll I'll add, you've written a book which compiled of blog posts, random thoughts from a redeemed heart. You wrote that about four years ago. Yeah, that was actually 2016, right. And then you wrote a book called Loving Acts right when you got to Texas. Yes, that was what I used immediately to it was sort of my own little personal commentary on the book of acts and it was about a decade ago when you encouraged me to start writing and i started a blog i don't know it was 2000 it was about it was about a decade ago and it was a moment of transition in my life and my ministry and the only writing I had done was for church and newsletters. But I began to find comfort in putting my thoughts and moments on paper. Um, didn't necessarily minister to everyone, but it helped me. And that's how I began writing. And that's what it has become, especially moving to Texas and having more time on my hand. It's become therapy, but more than that now, it's something I enjoy to do.
and it's become a ministry. I know many have been encouraged by it. And this, this book, Catching the Moments, is, is quite different than the other two books. It's a daily devotional, short ones. Each, each devotional is between 175 and 200 words. I have 313 daily devotions that I wrote on all different scriptures. Uh, I say 313 because every Saturday in the book, what I do is I encourage people to pause. And so on the Saturday of each week, there are three questions I ask the people. And the questions were this, what moments stand out to you from this past week? Second question is, what verse of scripture was important to you during the past week? And in seven words or fewer, describe this past week. And what I wanted to do was encourage people to catch the moments in their own life. Uh, not just from reading the devotions, but to give people the opportunity to be intentional about writing down moments. So the last day of every week on Saturday, there are blank lines for you to write down your response to these three questions. And in the back of the book, uh, it lists all the, all the scriptures I use for each devotion. All 313 of them are written where you can find the scripture. So this book can be used as a devotional, but also a reference. Uh, I also have, uh, it's divided, there are special days on the calendar where I wrote devotions for, and you can find out where those are. There are also topics uh, such as Christian living or God's love or the Holy Spirit or hope or men. Um, and there are references to where you can find those devotions as well. It will never make a doctrinal textbook in the seminary, uh, but it's intended to just make people think and appreciate and love the moments they're in and encourage people to discover the Lord and discover Jesus. Uh, and hopefully some of these devotions will do that. I can only imagine what a gift it will be for a reader at the end of a year to look back at 52 entries of their own and to be able to see the significant moments which we so often overlook. Now, one of the things that I've begun to do is write down every day something that I'm grateful for. And it's funny how sometimes if someone says, oh, how was your month? Or what, what's the highlight of your month? Sometimes I forget if I don't write it down and I can easily miss those moments. But in writing down, even if it's just a sentence or or like in the devotional for just seven words to describe. Or less. Or less, or less. To be able to see just how many amazing moments 
are within each day, within each week, and of course throughout the year, what a great way to be able to document that experience in, in moments with Jesus. And I need to do that myself because I forget. I know uh, I do. And uh, that's why um, the, the book, it, it, I was trying to put it out a year ago, but God intervened and I knew it was right that we uh, needed to put it off for another year because there were changes that needed to be made. It was written, all the devotions were written pre-COVID and pre all the race problems of this year. And it was all the issues of this year, 2020. It was written prior to all of that, but God in his wisdom helped me make the devotion more sensitive to the times in which we were living in. I think it's no coincidence that it's, yes. that it's being released exactly when it is, which is in a little over a week. October 15th, catching the moments. Slow down and catch up with God. The title and subtitle came from watching videos on watching TV. Um, when, when the whole COVID thing began, we binged watched This Is Us. <laughs> Which is very emotional. Yes. We would not watch more than two episodes yeah, I could a never day. watch more than two episodes too much, because too much. I just said it, it, it tires me out. <laughs> but... There, was, there were a number of scenes that stood out to me, but in one of the episodes, there was, uh, this is us, there was a, this one character, Olivia, who was sitting on the front steps. Of Randall's house. Of Randall's house, along with William, and William was this, was Randall's father, this elderly man, who was dying from cancer and Olivia in her selfish self-absorbed way looked at William sitting on the front steps and she goes, well, how does it feel to be dying? And after this dramatic pause, William, and I have these words that are written down, William said this, it feels like all these beautiful pieces of life are flying around me and I'm trying to catch them. When my granddaughter falls asleep in my lap, I try to catch the feeling of her breathing against me. And when I make my son laugh, I try to catch the sound of him laughing, how it rolls up from his chest. But the pieces are moving faster now and I can't catch them all. I can feel them slipping through my fingertips and soon where there used to be my granddaughter breathing and my son laughing, there will be nothing. I know it feels like you have all the time in the world, but you don't. So stop playing it cool, catch the moments of your life. When I watched that episode, it, the words 
of what William spoke uh, really were planted in my heart. And I began to see them uh, even more from the Lord's point of view, how important it is to catch those moments and not miss those moments that he gives to us. So that's where the title came from, Catching the Moments. Um, maybe William will read the book. Hey, <laughs> might have to send a copy to William. Yes, yes. The subtitle, uh, Slow Down and Catch Up with God, the head pastor at the church where I assist played a video for the staff one day and it was a video called God Speed. And it was about this American pastor who found himself in Scotland. And uh, he went there with this idea of how he was going to teach them all about Jesus. And they ended up teaching him uh, more than he taught them. And they were a community, a small community that taught him and to use his words, how to slow down and catch up with God. And he learned how that a true and lasting relationship with the Lord and with other people are formed when we learn how to walk with the three-mile-an-hour God. So the title and the subtitle came out of watching a lot of TV during COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but they were, I waited on God to change, I changed the title from what it was before. And when I heard those initial words of catch the moments, catching the moments, I realized, I didn't at the moment, I realized that many of the devotions were about moments. And I'm thankful that I remembered them, and by writing them down, helped me capture them more. You caught the moment even while binge watching. Yes. <laughs> well, I know that the whole concept of slowing down to catch up with God can be very foreign to people who are living, even, even in living in the midst of COVID-19, where for many people, life has slowed down a little bit, but for others, it hasn't. And even though activities may have ceased, it's hard to slow down sometimes our minds to be able to catch up with God. And I think this is such a helpful way and practical way for us to be able to pause and to see what God is doing in the moment. But that's a struggle for a lot of people. It still is for me that uh, it's resting in the Lord is not just stopping activity. It's, I can rest my body and my mind can still be going a hundred miles an hour. And I'm learning, I'm still learning how to do this, but it's from Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God. Learning how to be still in the moment, learning how to be still and appreciate what God is doing in the moment. 
and realize he's God here. And so when uh, my alarm goes off on my phone at nine and two o'clock every day, what I do, and I say, God, you are God of this moment. And I try to be still and capture that at the time. It's amazing how pausing for a few moments can change the course of an entire day, week, Mm -hmm. month, because we can be going in one direction, completely unaware of God's presence or what he may want to show us or do in us. And yet those couple of moments, it's a, it's a game changer. It's a life changer in, in some, some aspects. Jesus was never stressed out. And Jesus was never in a hurry to get any place. Uh, he was led by the Holy Spirit. He was intent on doing his Father's will. And he would get alone with his Father all the time. And to be encouraged by his Father. But the moments of every day happened because Jesus was not in a hurry. We live in a society where everybody's in a hurry. And slowing down is one of the hardest thing for people to do. And I'm beginning to learn how to do it, but I am certainly not a master of it yet. I know that it's something that has become very real to me, especially in this past year. And while I'm not a master of it either, because I see how much it has impacted my life, it's something that I certainly want to share with others. And I think a great way of doing that is with sharing your book, not just because you're my dad. Hallelujah. But because you're my dad and you're awesome, and this is an incredible message that I think many people need to hear. But as we consider those who are in this place, we're slowing down both physically, mentally, spiritually, whatever that looks like is a challenge. I wonder if before you, we go, you would maybe take a few moments to encourage that person and then pray for them um, in the area of catching the moments in their life. And, in, and like we talked about in our lives, and it looks different for whether it's writing a book in your journal every morning or writing a few lines, whether it's pausing to do yard work and commune with Jesus or taking a nap, uh, it's possible. And I think it's just a matter of asking the Holy Spirit how that, what, what needs to take place in our lives for us to catch those moments. I'm going to share with you uh, a, a scripture from uh, Psalm 139.16 from the New Living Translation. It's, it's what I use in the introduction. And Psalm 139.16 reads this way. It says, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. That scripture really caught my attention. And the fact that every moment God has planned for me 
was laid out for me even before I was born. God is an awesome God. And he loved me so much that he orchestrated all of these moments in my life. He laid them out for me. Uh, and every one is written in his book. Now you can interpret on your own what that wants to mean, but the bottom line is that God has filled our life with moments. And if it was the purpose of our sovereign creator, of our incredible omnipotent God to make special moments for my life, I need to spend more time appreciating those moments. And sometimes it's not just those who are in ministry. Sometimes you can get so busy that you lose focus of what and why you are doing what you do. But God is concerned about us first, even when we mess up in life. And I learned far more from the moments, bad moments of my life. God was in those moments too. And so for anyone who may be listening, um, God is in the moments. He is in the moments. And he wants us to pause, to slow down, to catch up with him. Because God is not impressed with our busyness. God... I know some people think that they can share how busy they are. And don't get me wrong, a good work ethic and there's a time to be busy. But God also wants us to be productive. And sometimes we become so busy that we are not productive. Slow down. Appreciate the moments. Spend time with your Lord every day before you set foot out the door. Because what we do in public has a lot to do with what we do in private with our God. In our first year in Texas, I drove by a field one day. And it was acres and acres and acres of blue bonnets in full bloom. I had driven by that field every day for a week. And for this particular day, because I was paying attention, I just stopped and I go, wow, God made that. And it's not just flowers, it's life that God has given us these special moments. And don't lose the wonder of God in your busyness. Lord God, we thank you that you love us so much. We thank you because Jesus was such an example to us, how he took time for people, how he was able to hear from you and spend time with you. But Jesus never missed the moments that you put into his life. Lord, we come to you today and we just ask that you would help us appreciate the moments that you have put together and orchestrated in each of our lives. 
And Lord, sometimes our, our life is filled with sad moments and overwhelming moments, but you're even in those times. In fact, you even allow those difficult times, difficult moments to happen in our lives so that we can discover who you are even more. You don't leave us. You don't forsake us. You give us moments, and we ask that you would help us to learn how to be still and know that you are God, and that in the process, we can know you, Jesus, more. Uh, just like Paul says, that he wanted to know Jesus, not only in his resurrection, but also in his suffering. And Lord, may we get to know you more by appreciating the moments that you have allowed to happen in each of our lives. And you did it for each of us because you love us. And I pray for everyone, Lord, who is listening, uh, to open their hearts, open their eyes, open their ears, and know that you are God of the moment. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Dad. Thank you, Jen. Thank you. Yeah. This was fun sitting the down. It was still a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's been good. I, I love I, I love Jen, and uh, I said it's always good to be able to uh, not only love the people who live with you, but also like the people who live with you. <laughs> and we are each our own person, but... Uh, I thank God for uh, Allison and, and Jen and myself and also Matt, our son. And uh, we, we love each other and we enjoy being with each other. And that's a gift. Amen. That's a gift for sure. It's great to be able to share my papa bear with the world. Now, for those who may want to not only buy your book, but maybe read some of your writing on your blog or, or connect with you in another way, um, what's the best place for, for people to go? SteveRoth.org. That's easy to remember. Yes. SteveRoth.org. And there you will find information about the book. You can... Uh, Go to my blog where uh, I have resumed my blogging this year, and you can read about that. You can. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram, and Jen will fill you in on all that info. SteveRoth.org will direct you how to get more information about the book Great. and how to purchase it. And I will include all of those links in the show notes. Dad, I am grateful to share this moment with you. I am grateful to share this moment with you. So, so what's for dinner tonight? Not eggplant cacciatore. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Sabbath. Yes, and hopefully you have enjoyed, maybe you were able to uh, enjoy uh, Samson prancing around and barking too. Yeah, yeah, there's that. You may have very well heard Samson. But you know what? We love Samson. So yes. we're sharing him with you today, too. Yes, you get the whole fam. Yes. And you will hear this fall 
from my mom as well, Alison Roth. So stay tuned for more information. I'm sharing, sharing the Roth family with, with the interwebs. Yes, that is a good thing. That can be a dangerous thing too <laughs> to share the Roth fam with everybody else. Not dangerous. It's no. good. That's it's good. good. It's, it's a good thing. It's good stuff. Yes. Cool. Well, thank you, Dad. I love you and I'm grateful for you. And guys, for crying out loud, go buy the book. There you go. Catching the moments. Catch the moments. Catch the book. Catch the book. Yes. Catch the book and then catch another one that you could give to somebody for Christmas. There you go. Right in time. And it comes out at the release day is October 15th. And I'll include all the links from the different places you can purchase it from. It is available for pre-order right now on Amazon. And we are going to do a giveaway. So I will include information uh, after the show of how you can sign up to potentially win a free copy of Catching the Moment. So mailed to you shipping and handling everything it just goes free to your front door free so stay tuned for more information about that thank you dad thank you everyone for listening today and slow down slow down catch up with god catch up with god love you jen love you don't you just love dad Man, he shares so many nuggets of truth and words of wisdom on a regular basis. And of course, a whole lot of love. I'm glad he was able to talk a little bit about uplifting moments and share his love and wisdom with you, but not only in a podcast episode, but also in his book, Catching the Moments, which officially releases on October 15th. It's available right now for pre-order on Amazon. And we are also doing a giveaway on social media. A signed copy of the book mailed straight to you from dad. So for more information, check out Mission Uplift on Facebook and Instagram for how you can enter the giveaway. Also, my dad, Steve Roth, has entered the world of social media. So follow him on Facebook and Instagram. Send him a hello, some encouragement. Check out his website. Sign up for his mailing list. And of course, purchase a copy of Catching the Moments for you and a friend. All of the info is included in the show notes. Thanks so much for hanging out with me and my dad today. Be sure to come back next week. We have another uplifting October pastoral interview just for you. See you soon.